0: Side. Yeah, you're good
1: at that you're very good at that
0: i can really turn on my hostile energy very very quickly i can oh, go from know. Being in a great mood a great mood into just like
1: don't fucking talk to me mode stinky eye? <coughs> yeah a stinky eye. That's a stinky eye. i'm i can do that too i can do that too I no i can't i don't move my face you know i don't move my face Unless, you know, i Honestly, acting. I'm
0: sacrificing wrinkle-free skin for being able to give people a stinky eye yeah, when exactly. they deserve it. No. Do you know what I
1: mean? I just kind of like look at them vacuously. Empty. Vacuous, empty, vacantly.
0: Somebody okay. bonks my mom on the bus or something like that or like is rude to like the kids or something like that. I'm just like... Does your mum get bonked a lot on the bus? She does get bonked a lot. And she says sorry. Because yeah. my she gets mom bonked. is so tiny. And people just bonk her left and right on the bus, <laughs> on the train. Do you know what I mean? And then she gets really offended at the same time if somebody's also polite to her. She just wants to be literally not taken any notice of. But if somebody is to bonk her, or if they're to say, Excuse me, mum, would you like to take my seat? She just gets so offended. And she's Seven. like, Excuse me, do I look old to you? I know. It's And people get really frightened. They don't know how to respond. It's, it's very so funny. weird
1: because she. I I, she's had a recent eye surgery so she's got rid of something in one eye she's fine but she's not able to wear her glasses right now because one eye is better vision than the other and seeing her without glasses is just like a different person and whenever I don't have my glasses on even for a moment in the morning all three of them look at me like I'm a different person and ask me immediately where my glasses are mm-hmm, because they find the glasses as quickly as possible to stop me from having glasses free yeah. face well i think yeah it becomes a part of
0: your your face and your identity but i think especially with our mom it's something so vulnerable about seeing her without the glasses on and she doesn't ever ever let herself be the the wounded one or the mm. the, the the person who needs help so you know and despite the fact that she still is being so strong and like you know, hasn't complained about once about the surgery or anything like that. Just to see her in a slightly more vulnerable position, it makes my heart hurt. I I know, but it's also
1: quite thrilling because I so identify as somebody who wears glasses. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I've got a contact lenses appointment on Wednesday because for this job I'm doing, I'm not going to be able to wear glasses, which (gasps) terrifies me because I suddenly worry without my glasses, I'm going to look old. I'm going to look like just a normal person. And that's so fucked up because... Why am I so afraid of looking normal? Why am I so afraid of my face? But it's just because I've just, this it's up my armor now. This stupid bandana and these glasses and you know. And your long hair. My long hair is my armor now. And it's so it's quite um, refreshing to see our mom right now kind of embracing it and being like, fuck it, yeah. I don't care. And also
0: I think that maybe part of the reason why you're afraid to let go of the glasses and the long hair and stuff like that is because when you have had a difficult time Trying to be normal, say when you were a you know a teenager and person in your early twenties, and then you found that being yourself, embracing what makes you quirky and different, is how you succeed in life. Um, maybe the idea of like revisiting that that normal person that you tried to be is quite scary because it's totally. like, well, that didn't, the world didn't fucking accept me when I was trying to be a basic bitch. No. So
1: I I get that too. Yeah, I, I mean not in, as an extreme way, but yeah. Well, I think it's kind of it's 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 out of my control. So these my, these are my old. My longest running glasses—I've had them for maybe since Donnie was just born, so almost seven years—and they're starting to break. Um, They they slip down my face. Um, I feel like they are dying.
0: You're the only person that can make lime green giant glasses look casual. Like it's so funny because on anybody (laughs) else's face, that would look like a really dressy like addition, but for some reason on you, it's so
1: casual. No. It's like, I put on makeup to go to this thing the other night, mm-hmm. and Alfie was just really confused oh, with yeah. the You're eyeliner. Tried, Jesse tried a smoky eye. It wasn't, I didn't mean it should be a smoky eye. It yet. looked gorgeous on you. You've I just got did liquid eyeliner. You've eyes. But he looked at me, and I was like, I knew, I thought he was going to look at me like, I thought he was thinking, she looks, the, you know, like the most beautiful I've ever seen her. I want to rip clothes, I rip clothes off. I want to rip And I, so I was like, but then after a while, I realized, no, he looks uncomfortable. <laughs> and then I said, so do you, do you like my eye makeup? How do you, do you like it? And he. Without a beat, he was like, "How long do we have to we have to leave?" Well, Alfie's
0: horrible. That whenever I wear pink eyeshadow, Alfie he does says not that, like pink eyeshadow. He doesn't like the yeah.
1: pink. Well, too bad today. I'm wearing pink eyeshadow. <laughs> I, I only realised that after I went through a phase of wearing kind of a goldy pink like that. Mm. Doesn't like it. Excuse me. Uh, I've got blue eyes. Uh,
0: it's complementary colours. Maybe you study your colour wheel. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So. Cold. It's called emphasizing your natural assets, okay? Pink eyeshadow looks amazing on me. It does make me look slightly like I've had an allergic reaction, but to me, that's half the time I have. So. Well, I
1: can't wear eyeliner. If I wore that makeup with these glasses, mm-hmm. I would look insane. Gorgeous. You'd look no, amazing. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. You'd so be like I got, you be mysterious and got it. That's why I go for the au naturel look, but now I'm realizing with contact lenses, I'm going to have to be all made up all the time. Contact lenses. Oh, my God. Working,
0: jobs. Look at you, Jesse. You're just thriving. Thriving and surviving.
1: (laughs) I'm not. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, us going to Wilderness Festival? Oh, yeah. So this is really funny. It's going to be on our Patreon. BB is going to edit together a video of um, her having a great time at Wilderness Festival. Wilderness Festival, I knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. But it turns out, after doing it, you do get quite a lot of cool cred for doing Wilderness Festival. It's a cool festival, apparently. Really? Yeah, apparently it's... um, for bohemian arty people who want to just go off grid for a couple of days, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's if you want to pay five hundred pounds to feel like a poor person for the weekend <laughs> and do some crafts and and get the kudos from that, um, make a know, wand, I'll, I'll spend seven hundred thousand pounds on this this feather headdress to make you feel like you're you're back in touch with Mother Nature. Um, I mean, it is it's very cool, but I found it was strange because having been to latitude where there's so much to do, so much music, so much like. I don't know, like you're given a lot of choice and adventure and stuff like that, and it's a little bit grungier to go to wilderness where basically you're just like chilling out, hanging around. It felt quite strange. I, I, I could. But really it was very much a
1: doing festival. So you do crafts and you make things, and there's people with small businesses trying to get you to buy their sewing kits and um how to make your own compost things and stuff like that it's just a little bit too middle class hippie for me yeah it was so funny as well because donnie had this great idea because it was raining which made the day even more fun (laughs) and um he was like why don't they have tents where you just go in the rain and then they have some chairs and they have some activities and it's for, for when it's raining the festival I thought it was such a sweet idea.
0: Yeah, like tents dotted around the yeah. fields. Yeah, that would have been Why actually a really good exist? idea. Why didn't they
1: exist? Because we tried to get cover in the Choose Love um, tent, and mm-hmm. they weren't very welcoming, mm-hmm. which was surprising. Mm-hmm. Was surprising. They were not like, "Are you going to donate? If you're not going to donate, get out." Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't donate. I do feel bad about that. I sh- we should have donated, mm-hmm. and then we would have got you know the cut the the rain cover would have been like felt like more. More holy. It was. It was a difficult day just because of the weather, because of um, the kids.
0: You know, they were obviously quite overwhelmed by everything that was going on, and then they got <laughs> tired, and then they kind of got a bit bored because we wanted to go on the rides, like the bumper cars and the spinning. Oh my god! No,
1: no, no wait, wait, wait. So uh, before you get into the festival, there's there's rides and stuff. So there was bumper cars, a Ferris, a Ferris wheel. wheel. That's not part of Wilderness Festival. But obviously the children don't know that. So they you all you included, as the children, got a bit overexcited too quickly about the rides. I got to go on the bumper cars twice because like Donnie and Margo both
0: had to be accompanied. So that was pretty I'm not gonna go on the bumper cars, obviously. I don't wanna ruin my teeth. But fifteen
1: quid for three of us. I mean, that's a bit outrageous. Yeah. So that was a mistake. We should have paced out the rides and we shouldn't have got so excited so quickly. And I thought I wanted us to have a nice day because I feel bad. I've done nothing with them for the summer holidays. I feel like a bad mum. I'm not like taking them anywhere. I haven't taken them camping because I don't want to fucking go camping. I haven't you taken take, them you've done loads. Of stuff I, have with them not, holidays, I have not. I have not. They've done cum every day. You took them to the aqua park thing. Took Margot to the aquarium. I took Margot to the aquarium, which is was an experience. Don't do yourself down. <laughs> I took her to the aquarium. That's all I've done. Also, I took them bowling. We have a little bucket yeah. list. Okay, bowling, bowling and the aquarium. I know, but we should have done something more big. We're going to Edinburgh Festival, which should be fine. Oh, Every day, they do every I'm, day. I'm a working mother, I have to do work, so they sit there and do kumon while I'm working. I'm sorry, <clears throat> it's just the way it is. I know, but it's, I do feel bad. But anyway, so the, this festival was meant to be like a day of us having a nice festival, and I invited you because I needed help with the kids, and I thought yeah, that it yeah. would be fun for us to do, because I thought if we do the podcast eventually at the festival, which I didn't realise I don't do a podcast, um, it would be a good experience for us to know, because I think if we had known more about Latitude before doing a podcast there, we might have like, done a bit better. So yeah. I thought, oh, that'd be good for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't realise it was going to be cold, rainy, and quite an unpleasant experience. Um, please do invite me back. Um, but You did
0: great in your actual interview. And too, I though. really,
1: so we basically got there too early. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was a little bit, it was a little bit much the whole day. But having said that, having gone through the difficulty of, you know, the kids and the rides being really, really expensive and whatever, whatever, whatever. Then seeing you sit down and them instantly, uh,
1: Asking you about Dante's Inferno. Yeah, and so I was that doing a book. chat. I <laughs> was, was so doing so it. So funny. I was doing a chat with the editor. I mean, the the creator and editor of um, the Idler magazine, Tom, who's lovely, and the uh, really nice people and a and a famous. Uh, he's like a psychotherapist philosopher. and philosopher, um, and and me. I, it felt very bizarre, and it was called a chat with. A, a drink a drink with idler magazine and me mm-hmm. and it was in the round which made it so awkward because most of my time I was speaking with my people just watching my back so I was like concerned about how and you were sitting on like a little hay bale I should have sat that. on a chair I was sitting on a like a crate thing it was a quite an intense chat and very quickly it was you know I was being asked about Dante's Inferno and linking that to your book and just seeing your eyes as you kind of glazed <laughs> over like what the fuck am I supposed to say to that that was really funny but it was a really interesting chat but it felt very strange to be asked these questions kind of making my book a more intellectual thing than it is yeah but you you weren't pretentious about it you instantly
0: said and I really respected the way that you handed it I don't know what you're talking about so <laughs> this is what I know and this is and I think that you came across so well I think that it was interesting to see people trying to intellectualize your book in a way that I think other authors would have tried to like play up or like go along and you just were being yourself and I just think that it came across really really well really really
1: really well well I think I'm realizing more is that everybody wants to write a book that's, what I'm, that's what I'm realizing yeah everybody thinks they can write a novel especially that drunk girl that kept asking questions oh my god at the end. <laughs> she was so sweet when they got to asking me questions she asked the first one like do you love writing <laughs> do you love it and I was like yes yes I do then she was no one else wanted to ask another question she was on streams for sure she she then asked for sure the final question she asked the same thing yeah 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 how can i be like you (laughs) it was really sweet um i do think half the time was laughing at her Mm -hmm. rather than with her Mm -hmm. um but yeah no i just realized everybody does want to write a book so if you have someone who's saying look i have written a book and this is how I did it. Mm-hmm. It's quite reassuring because I'm not writing, I'm not coming from a place of, I know loads of stuff. I'm a master at this. Um, and I've written, I write in this certain way. I'm saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I just put myself out there and did it. Exactly. The difficult part is actually
0: doing it. Um, which, which is the which is the terrifying part. And that's what is refreshing about seeing you talk. It was funny though. I think because like also the day had been quite tiring and... and um, you're not used
1: to full-time childcare, are you? I, excuse me, yes, not like a full day. You're not used to a full day. Oh, cut! Get you're not your used to 9 right a nine a.m. start, bb You're not used to. They that. stay
0: over at my house plenty of the time, and I don't sleep all night. And I wake <laughs> up early with them. Okay, you're I'm not used, used to, full... to travel like like toilet trips. Okay, you're not grateful enough for my. <laughs> I am extremely your, grateful, but no, the day was overwhelming just because I think I felt uncomfortable with like that environment for some reason. Plus it was weird having gone from Latitude where it was exciting and where like, you know, we were doing something there together to then being like-
1: the PA. Yeah, being a PA, (laughs) yeah. I
0: found that slightly strange because I'm a proud bitch. And then to top it all off, watching you do the interview. I think because I've interviewed you so much about the book and stuff recently. um, It was weird being in this passive position of having each the kids at my side and watching you talk so, you know, wonderfully and and eloquently and you know, I was so proud of you, but in the same breath I felt like strange because when I see you talking about grief and it's happened before when I listened to your radio interview and then I ended up being in a fucking bad mood all day. I'm sorry. Um I think it's because like it's it it puts things in perspective in a way when you're talking about it yourself. Especially you cuz like I I forced you to listen to the radio interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I think with this it was like hearing you talk about grief, it just I felt like I wanted to like I was like, "Oh no, I don't want to listen to this." It was funny. It made me uncomfortable in a way that it's so strange because I'm perfectly comfortable when I'm talking about it myself. But hearing you talk about it, it's like, it makes it really real. Mm -hmm. And um, hearing you talk about, you know, your brother and stuff like that, it just put me in a position of being like an observer to what's actually happened. And that, it really, really kind of threw me uh, a little bit. So it was interesting to recognize that within myself. Plus this random girl that I barely know, you know, who came up to me like halfway through while you were doing a really poignant, serious moment about grief, you were talking about it like, a girl came up to me being like, oh my God, hi, baby, how are you? And it was just so strange, because, like, what? I've got two kids by my side. I'm listening to my sister talk about grief. Why would I want to have a chat with you right now? So I did something that I never normally do, and I said, I can't touch you right now. And she sort of sat there for another 10 minutes, like, kept looking over at me, wanting me to chat to her, and eventually went away. But I was proud of myself for actually being Mm. rude and telling that girl to go away, because it's like you have like fuck off yeah it was just crazy and you have to do that sometimes yeah. so i took i took a note from your book mm-hmm. and i i really really appreciated that moment of like i'm i'm not here to talk to you right now i'm here to watch my sister and, and watch it with her children yeah and the kids were so proud of you I and know. they were just so excited to be there but,
1: um so yeah i'm, I'm sorry I'm, for being about no no and, and i so i completely appreciate it. that's why i said the kind of clunky thing on stage i was like because i could see you getting upset Because I feel whenever I'm asked about it, I feel like it's wrong for me to answer without another sibling with me or somebody who... Because I feel like it's not my thing, it's our thing. We all feel this together. Whereas when I'm asked about directly about my feelings, it's quite strange because even though I've written Sunset, which is about loss of a sibling, it's still not specific. It's not Ben. It's a fictional sibling. And so I have yet to like say my story i I've, I've said in like interviews and stuff like the fact that it's devastating and i feel ruined and all of this stuff. but it, it still feels incredibly direct for someone to ask me how i'm feeling now and so the same way for you so it i feel like yeah when it, i was asked i was like no you should be asking us you should be asking bb and Bibi's right there so i'm not gonna say I and know. it's like i'm dreading in a good way with your show which you're going to be writing and you are writing and you will obviously mention Bed and Grief, like, I'm dreading having to sit there and be the audience and hear you talk about your experience of losing our brother. Because again, it's like, fuck, that means it's fucking real. And also, I don't wanna feel sorry for you. I'm feeling sorry for myself and I'm, that's why it's such a shit thing being in a family that's happened to you because I not only feel devastated the entire time and I'm hiding that and, and, and shuffling that down, I'm also devastated for you. I'm devastated for our mum. I am devastated for our other brothers. I'm devastated for our dad. I'm devastated for us all. So to make that a personal thing, you on stage talking, it's very bizarre to have to watch it. I know, yeah. So I think that, yeah, you put it really, really well. That's exactly
0: what I was feeling. It's like, it's, um, it's just weird when one person becomes the spokesperson for it. And it's like, it makes complete sense. You've written this beautiful book and that's a way that you have dealt with it and you've turned it into something and I'm proud of you and I couldn't be more proud of you as, as couldn't our mom, you know, so I'm. you had every right to be there and talking about it. But it is interesting that despite knowing that, I still had a childish part of my brain that was like, yeah, no, 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 yeah, you yeah.
1: know? And so it's just really interesting to recognize that sort of impulsive But also it's con- in contrast to being around people who are just having fun. Oh my god! Or we can just like getting high. Or and- like seeing you talking about this stuff
0: and seeing that it was difficult for you, but you were still managing to put it into words. But then like there are all of these fucking hippies around you, like laughing. Like this one guy's like asleep, like right by your feet. <laughs> it's just it's
1: <laughs> like, this is so bizarre. But it's also so and- bizarre because then afterwards I had to run in the pouring rain do book signings in the tent. Everyone stayed in the tent. They didn't want to run out in the rain. So I was just sitting there with a the guy next to me signing his book about poetry. Um, no, po- cooking, po- co- wine. It was like It wine was poetry Barry. about food and wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we both of us got no one to sign the books. Eventually the rain subsided and people did come and sign. And then I had like four or five people in a row telling me that they've lost someone and having a chat with them. And it's like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't, I'm not an expert on grief. I, it's just shit. So I, I found myself saying to all of them, It's just shit, isn't it? It's just shit, and I think they were expecting me to say something more profound. But and then you do have some really deep and meaningful conversations. But it's like, oh wow. I was not prepared to do that at all. Yeah. But then I tried to make it lighter by they they asked um, for me to choose a song, and you chose tribute, and I chose tribute by Tenacious D, and the guy who was putting it on the thing was like uh, tribute, by he couldn't say Tenacious D properly, and I played that because. It's a memory of Ben and Jamie and us singing that, or like it just being around mm. tenaciously being around, loads, and turns out that Alfie knows every single word to every single Tenacious D song and we play it in the bath now to them and Donnie knows every single word, Margaret knows every single word. And Donnie tries to get up on the bench and sing <laughs> it and our mum just got so embarrassed
0: and like yanked him down.
1: And we're it was just, just so Like much. as
0: the rain was falling on the tent. And all of these extra people had come into the tent who had no fucking idea who you were no. but just to escape the rain and suddenly there's like a child like being held <laughs> up like a god of a small society and we're all singing Tenacious D. It was really weird but beautiful yeah, and it was, really it and was, it was like a
1: way of keeping yeah. kind of ben there as mm-hmm. well and that was nice yeah it's like just bizarre
0: somebody even commented on the last podcast that we did that we're mentioning ben a lot more and she thinks that's a sign of progress which i thought was like a nice insightful Aww. comment i think that is too yeah yeah it becomes easier to talk about him now it's fucking um, weird thing that people are psychoanalyzing us well, I mean, we kind of make ourselves available to it. I mean, we Very available. <laughs> we and couldn't be more of a fucking... If anybody wants to give myth. us,
1: like, a nice, you know, description of our psycho profiles. Is yeah. that a word? Yeah. Like profiles. Get the
0: loons
1: in now. Get the lo- Yeah, if you want to give us a diagnosis. What am I? Yeah. Um, but what yeah. should we go on? <laughs> but yeah, you mentioned it. I'm, I'm writing a show. Yeah. So... You're writing a show. To be confirmed what you're going to call out, it. Watch
0: out, world. Give BB give some name suggestions. I already have some name suggestions, but to be yeah. honest, they're sorry, all very sorry. silly. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Thanks <laughs> for taking my work so seriously, Jesse.
1: <laughs> See how proud she is. See how proud you are. I'm not. You are. I'm You're not. so proud.
0: Yeah, but the everyone's is like,
1: proud. You're proud too. Everyone's I'm proud. proud. I'm proud. I'm
0: so proud. And like me actually deciding to do this is like a sign of me becoming less proud. I
1: think totally. You know. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and, and I do feel sorry for you in so many ways because you, I think you would have done this sooner if not for me. Well, I think I'm in a difficult, I'm in a, I'm in a wonderful position at the same time as being a
0: slightly strange position where it's like I've been acting and like doing stuff and comedy and whatever for a very long time. Um, but because of who you are, I think that even though it's the most amazing, lucky thing in the world to have you as my sister and to be able to collaborate with you and to be able to just have opportunities because of you. Collab. <laughs> but at the same time, no matter what I do, because you've done every single art form before, I am always going to be like in your footsteps or like sort of doing a sort of a little uh, like an Aldi version of Jessie Cave. I know that people see me as like a discount Jesse Cave. I know that they do. Okay, so like it's slightly a difficult position for me to be in because like yes, I'm a very proud bitch and I will accept that about myself, but you know I also have to accept how lucky
1: I am to. To, to have you in my life and have you as that that guiding influence. Did you find it annoying that in the description for um, the shows, because I didn't word this, because uh, BB's doing four previews this year and she's going to share them with Alfie because Alfie's also doing a show and um, they wrote, acclaimed comedian Alfie Brown she splits an hour with one half of the we can't talk about that podcast. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't mind that at all. Didn't I didn't mind that, mind that at all. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, because it's like they're not going to put like, oh, actress and clearly now uh, she's not doing that well so she's doing a fucking
1: comedy show <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) you know? No. No, no, I'm actually,
0: this is something I've always, always, always wanted to do. And you're right, I think I would have done it sooner if it wasn't for you and our relationship and stuff like that. But I've never really been brave enough to, um, like, what's great about us performing together is that you always have somebody to kind of shoulder the responsibility with. You have somebody to look at if things aren't going to plan. And then with acting, yeah, you're on your own, but somebody else has written the words for you. I've never had that combo thing of, I've written the words myself, Plus, I'm out here representing myself. It's a really, really scary thing to do. And I've always told myself, well, no, 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 I'm I'm, I'm I'm, above that. Or like, no, no, I'm not a stand-up or a comedian, you know. Like, I just do it for fun. I finally got to a point where I realized I've, that's something I actually really, really want to do. But I never let myself do it because I'm too afraid. And because mm-hmm. I'm too afraid of embarrassing myself and exposing myself. But and also, you have to
1: define yourself. You have to say what you are. Yeah, exactly. And think about what you're going to be putting out into the world as your product exactly and And that's terrifying
0: and when you're not putting yourself out there you can be anything right like when your instagram is relatively sparse and people don't know that much about you you could be anything you could be really really successful or not successful you could be really mysterious or anything like that when you finally do actually say yep this is who i am there's no more mystery and there's no more like guessing so i think that's probably where part of the fear comes from where you don't want to quite define yourself yet because what if the thing that you're defined as is shit, you mm-hmm. know? Exactly. But like, all of that aside, I'm very excited. So, um writing has been really, really fun and like Alfie's obviously very kind to to share a preview with me. It's Can so it, embarrassing. No, but it's it's you know, well sorry. I even wrote a joke at the beginning where I'm not going to use, but I was like, "Oh, you come to see, uh, you come to see me and Alfie." So you, this is like buying the DVD of Jesse Caven with a with a bonus extra bits that you
1: <laughs> definitely didn't buy this for, but you're glad to have here anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's really sweet. Well, obviously, I'm going to be helping you both with your shows mm-hmm. and now. I'm Alfie's uh, unwanted director, mm-hmm. um, so I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I'm really excited as well, and, and genuinely excited just because. I know it will be amazing and I've wanted you to do it for so long and I just I think you're so funny that's I find you, so funny yeah. find you so funny and people yeah. so find fun- like, no, you so funny and what if like no you might be doesn't translate no 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 but oh even if God. you are it will take ages of for you course, to find it and that's yeah. what you have to do you have to until you put yourself out there you can't get better exactly and that's what no one really, you're not, no one's going to just start doing something and be good at it. Yeah. That would be bizarre. Yeah. You, you're you probably fine. You start doing it and you're quite good, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be good. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be good for a long time. I, know. I had to do it for years before I was able to say okay I feel like I'm okay at this mm-hmm. and I still don't feel like I'm good at mm-hmm. it well so also, that's the thing you've just got to be prepared for it's yeah. not it's you're you are always going to be a work in progress I know
0: and it's just funny as well because I've been writing for such a long time but like I never really realized that until you actually show people you're writing mm-hmm. like you have no real perspective on it and actually something my friend Honey said uh and she's a screenwriter and stuff like that she told me years ago um like that basically you you just have to show as many people as you can your writing because it's not until you do that and then you hear people being mean about it or like scrutinizing it or giving giving you advice like that is the only way to to, to progress. Well, I've told you that about the first drafting. I know, yeah, yeah. I just you, I I just thought that was actually interesting because you and her are quite similar in that yeah. regard. But you're you're not proud about that first. No. Bit well, i like just
1: you know I'm trying to get my second book sorted and I've had to show people my writing after thinking okay, well I've had a best selling book you know, it's done well, people like my style of writing, mm-hmm. surely I'm okay at this. And realizing, oh no, I'm gonna have to jump through a million hoops before I know what I'm doing next. I'm still gonna have to write however many thousand words to prove that I can, that I can write, even mm-hmm. though I've written. Yeah. So, and that's, that's common, that's yeah. the same for writers out there. So it's terrifying because you're at the beginning of a process. But enjoy the fact that this is going to be a long journey. Yeah. And you're going to learn so much and feel really uncomfortable. And then feel euphoric. And there's so many like highs and lows. And that's yeah. the best thing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. also people that like you. Like if I think about doing Bookworm with you in 2012, which is my first Edinburgh show, which again, you were better than me in. You know... People who liked me, people still like me from that. And I am ashamed. Like, if the thought of people coming to see that. Watching that that footage back, I think now would actually. I can show you. I can show you. We should put it on Patreon. Oh my God, we should. We should. So embarrassing.
0: Oh Is it any good? God. Well I did get
1: I got really good reviews. Yeah, it was like it, my was, first it was
0: bizarre. It was kooky as fuck. It couldn't be more Jesse Cave if you tried. <laughs> it's just
1: it's I like should, distilling you it.
0: the purest form of Jesse Cave and injecting it straight into I race. look
1: about twelve. Yeah yeah. yeah. BB looks about six. Yeah. And it's just... It's it. the most sex sexless thing you will ever when, see in your life. No, not only that. I'm wearing a, like an oversized, extra, extra large, black, long sleeve t-shirt with, with Aslan on the front. I'm wearing um, giant... You're wearing um, the best skirt ever. Oh, no, it was
0: shorts. It was shorts. Oh, yeah, the floral shorts. I'm wearing a, a teal t-shirt with hot Flamingos. air balloons. Oh, on. Yeah. And then um, matching pink shorts that ballooned out so mm. I looked like a sort of Victorian little boy. Because you had to keep crouching down and going into with the With a little big little old carpet. lollipop. And I had my did I have a long platin like Katniss Katniss, I was yeah. With Katniss yeah, yeah. Um, wow. okay we'll
1: put we'll put a clip up on Patreon I made in my own bow and arrow for that show yeah uh, and also as the audience came it was in the first one you did. yeah, yeah. It was my I literally didn't know anything about Edinburgh Festival wasn't getting a work as an actress I started doing comedy wrote an hour got a venue just went and did it yeah and um, and that's when we were in the same venue as Alfie and that's how Jesse that's, that's how I met Alfie that's how I met Alfie. And he was doing a show, Soul for Sale. And that he's such a good And he said to me yesterday that that show was the most him he's ever been, really, really, in comedy. And only when you get better at something and you learn, like, how to write a joke and, you know, how to form a show, it's almost like you lose something. You've you got to embrace this moment of... Just deciding who you are and what you're doing because yeah. it won't be correct. Of course. It won't necessarily be refined, but that's almost the gold. And then as you go along and you learn how to craft it and to do different things, you know, you lose a little bit of that that raw energy that is just you can't yeah. find again. Yeah. And he was saying that about Soul for Sale, and so I completely both agree. You and Alphabet,
0: the most you with those two shows.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. One, 100%. And they were
0: my age or Orange. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Is yeah. So weird. So I'm not so doing weird. stand-up, just so it's, it's yeah, well, clear. Yeah, but I've never done stand-up. It's, um, you know, it's just uh, yeah, that... I could not... Imagine me bang, going bang, to, like, bang, an bang. old
1: geezer club being like, oh, hey, boys, how's yeah. it yeah. going? Mm. I've, <laughs> I've tried doing straight stand-up, and it's... Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's... Um,
0: yeah, Karen. you can. You can. It's fine, but did I don't... Do I have bits?
1: Do you have bits? Yeah, like... Well, my, my version of bits. Yeah. Just... Mm. Just not me. Like it's, I don't find it interesting enough. I like watching stand up, but it's not something I'm like. I, I want to write more. I want it to be like not about having a punchline. And yeah, I think more of like a storyline based story. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm. Trying. Yeah, but I do envy stand up comedians. Oh, me too.
0: And I also like the fact that with stand up, you can just. All you need is yourself and the microphone, right? And you can just pick up and go wherever. Like Mm. that's a real skill, not needing like any baggage, any props. Yeah,
1: we should probably talk about next Thursday because this podcast will be out on Thursday when we're doing the live show. So we're really excited. We're going to be doing our first live show, which is kind of it's our podcast but with guests, which will be really cool. And we've chosen three like amazing women to do their comedy, and then we're going to interview them after and like talk to them about. The theme of the night is ambition and inspiration and we're going to be talking to them about kind of who they were inspired by as children and what motivates them what drives them where they got their ambition from because Mm -hmm. they're all of three i think really prolific and ambitious women and women in comedy who do um lots of different things with it
0: Uh, Sarah Pascoe, Louisa Omelan and Jade Adams and Jesse and I have both seen them perform at like really kind of important significant moments in our sort of life trajectory Mm -hmm. in Edinburgh and London and I think it would be really interesting to talk to them about what would they advise their younger self first getting into the industry. Mm -hmm. Did you know that you were going to end up doing all of these different things with your career? What was something that you would do differently? What would you kind of like tell your younger self? I I can't wait it's going to be really fun.
1: I would really be intrigued to know if there was one particular person that championed them yeah. or gave them a little bit of encouragement or said something which gave them enough energy to keep going because yeah. i think a lot though all three of them have made it mm-hmm. or you know um become super successful they've all they've always been you know like steadily working successful comedians but they're in this. their 30s all of them properly made it. Like they're all doing really, really fucking well. And I just think it would be so interesting to know how they felt in their twenties. Totally. And what they wish they had known about, you know, what kept them going, because so many people drop out. Yeah. So many people get to after years of slogging away, especially in this industry, but it kind of relates to loads of different jobs. Um, they get to a stage where they have they've just grinded themselves away for so long. And then they think, well, fuck it. I'll just do something else. or yeah. I just something." and also um, Sarah in particular, like she's an absolutely brilliant actress. Mm-hmm. Like I actually first knew her as an actress. I loved her in 2012. Um, and W1A. W- no, yeah. I loved her in W1A. Um, and I've seen her in loads of stuff over the years. And then I knew her through stand up and stuff, um, but they all do so many different things. Mm-hmm. And it just would be so nice to know why didn't they give up? Not that they should have given up, but like I think that they've all like like really fought to get where they are. Also, I think as women, like there's always going to be an element
0: of sacrifice. What did you have to sacrifice in order to make sure that your career survived? And um, I just think it's going to be so. Fun and interesting yeah. to talk to them. It'll be kind of scary too, but like it'll be really fun. But also
1: the the lovely thing after just talking about stand up and why we wouldn't do stand up or why we are doing shows, yeah, and why we still can like choose to be in a um, comedy environment with yeah. what we do. Um, all three have always come back to stand up. Yeah, they always gig. They do small gigs. They do huge gigs. But they never ever stop gigging. And I want to know why because I definitely can see that through Alfie and then through Horatio, like the love for performing and stand-up is addictive. Like, they are so... They need to gig. Like, people, even people like Ashlyn B, you see she can, you know, write a five-star Guardian, two series of This Way Up, do a Netflix series, like, do huge acting jobs, and yet she still wants to go and do stand-up to Little Rooms, I just, there's something about it that they just can't, like they just need. Well also I think that it kind of, it gives them real integrity because it shows that they're
0: not just doing the stand-up so that they can get the benefits of stand-up, like getting a TV production deal or development deal or like becoming famous. When people still want to go back to the original
1: thing, it shows that they're doing it for the love of it and like
0: that's really, really cool. Well I remember Sarah
1: Pascoe doing a, I did one of her gigs in a small pub in Camden and she was just doing the tickets on the door, and she was she had the whole thing herself. I knew she was filming in the day, and I just looked at her. I was like, "Why are you doing this small room in a pub? Like, why are you doing this?" And it was because this is this is work. Yeah. She's it's not enough for her just to be an actress in something. She also wants to write and do her own thing. And whenever I've seen Sarah, which is just uh, like the second I think of her, I just think of her holding a stack of books, mm. and they're not you know little fiction books. They're huge huge academic books Mm -hmm. about random stuff that I would never know about. And um, yeah, she kind of seems to be on a constant hunt for information and knowledge. Um, And also she's just always been incredibly supportive of Alfie and his, like, always gets him on gigs and stuff and just seems to be like a really supportive Mm. woman, woman (laughs) of other women and men who are, you know, she seems to just be a really nice person. I'm really excited I think it'll be good for us and Louisa do you remember oh my god yeah we saw Louisa at the
0: free fringe in um 2012 my god yeah and I remember she was the first person that I think I really um connected like she was holding the bucket at the end Mm -hmm. and I knew that like you you had the option to give people money at the end of a free fringe but with her the way that it's not like she demanded money but the way that her presence suggested I have just given you an a a fucking amazing show as if you're not going to fucking give me money yeah. right now like it was it was terrifying it was empowering and it was like it was amazing because it was it was somebody standing there saying I've given you art I've given you a part of myself and I'm not going to just let you fuck off and go and get drunk at the
1: festival you 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 at least look at me in the eyes and tell me that you're a coward mm. who's not going to pay me and, and we didn't know anything about so I cool. didn't know anything about free fringe back then and we only went to see it I think because of the title and it was literally opposite where we were living yeah but I also, my, my first memory of her, my first introduction of her was standing at the top of the stairs at that pub where we were all queuing up to get in. And there was a queue all the way down the block because sh- her show had had the most buzz about it that year. And in fact, I only found out later, but you know, she absolutely should have been nominated. Like mm. it was such a she sick, would be what would, Beyonce, Beyonce, would be do? Beyonce do? Like she should have what would be so do? been nominated and she's always just missed it. And mm. I just think it's criminal. But yeah, she was standing at the top of the stairs and she just went, any industry come in now. Such a boss And then these ass, like, little, little journalists had to just like potter up the stairs and be like, oh, sorry. And she was like, yeah, industry. Any more industry? Industry, cool. get in.
0: Also, all, all of those three, they really represent the antithesis to what we don't like about actors, right? Mm-hmm. And actresses, you know? Because they, where actresses are sort of like, Coy and oh like oh what oh you're, you're look you're looking at me are you want to take a photo of me for this event that I've spent three hours getting ready for those three they're like this is my work this is how much work I put into it. And you're gonna appreciate me and you're yeah. gonna watch it for me. Mm. I just feel like there's so little fakeness yeah, with those three totally. compared to what we despise about the industry that we probably more align ourselves with, which is the acting industry. Yeah. We're so much more comedy. Than totally. That. Maybe it's because we like don't have a lot of confidence in ourselves. <laughs> 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 like I think that they just they represent such a refreshing fucking alternative to this pretentious little like, fakeness where, as an actress, you have to be like, oh, my God, what, you like me? Oh, what a surprise. Comedians are like, yeah, you should fucking like me, and this is why.
1: This is the material that I bring. And Jade adapts to any environment, and she's so herself in any environment. Jade is so cool. Yeah, and she... Has I don't think we'll talk about this with her on Thursday night because it's probably too, too weird to suddenly bring up grief, but mm. she's she lost her sister, um, I think, like, eight or nine years ago. I don't know how long exactly, but I listened to her on the grief cast very soon after Ben died because I was, I I've, like, was rifling around for anyone who lost a sibling on the grief cast and Carrie who we know, suggested hers. So I listened, and it was just so lovely because I've never listened to one of her, one of the grief casts, and felt... Um, it sends a sense of positivity mm. out of them, like she was talking about her sister in a in a present way, not a done, gone way, which I really want to hold on to with Ben and um she still posts like photos of her sister in like in in their matching gymnastics outfits and And she was very open about having fights with her sister and like she was I think her name is Jenna like having fights with her and not not particularly liking her at points and like having a difficult relationship and also a brilliant relationship I think there's this kind of feeling that if you fight with your sibling and if you have a difficult relationship that doesn't mean that you don't love each other more than anything and you also can be best friends and I think that was the first time I've really felt just I don't know lighter from listening to one of the grief casts. Not that I don't love the grief and I listen to it and Karen I enjoy. Yeah, I, I enjoy all of them, but this was one of the like the most humorous, bittersweet and joyful ones I've listened to. Yeah. And so, i just for that reason alone i adore her but then also i just love her comedy so yeah be really so it, i'm so afraid it's sold out
0: we're it's sold, sold out, out everyone sorry didn't mean to and um, we, we're thinking years. of wearing
1: leotards <laughs> we're thinking of
0: wearing all body leotards but not ever bringing them up or justifying it yeah just,
1: just turning up just, just turning having up like a, a huge camel toe yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. and maybe wearing heels yeah Got yeah a. nice chunky wedge yeah. maybe
0: a nice chunky wedge
1: I don't like wedges, wedges, but I can't. I, 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 will not wear heels. I'm not mm. going to be wearing heels. Mm. I don't know why I said that. No, no, no. But you um, don't own any heels, do you, just I don't own any heels. No. Um. So anyway, yes, yeah, so
0: that's something that we're both we're we're looking forward to. Yeah.
1: And if that goes well, well, we've already booked them in, so it has to go well. Um, we're doing four, live podcasts. Three, yeah. Twenty one Soho. Yeah, twenty one Soho. We're doing some live podcasts in the autumn. Um. So, if you want to come, they'll be more structured and like have more things in if you come to a podcast a live podcast before and you've been unimpressed yeah by how sort of just vague they are
0: and just disheveled
1: and sexy we are maybe. yeah these will be a little bit more focused
0: just radiantly beautiful we are in real life (laughs) (laughs) we'll make sure to look
1: ugly but have lots to say yeah exactly yeah so so you won't be thrown off the dates will be underneath here I'm going to I'm going to remember to do that yeah yeah what do you mean like we'll show them on the screen no (laughs) am I holding it in my hand now (laughs) Horatia you're going to have to do all of this no you don't have to do that underneath in the thing we have to update that anyway so we'll just do like an updated thing yeah Yeah, so please buy tickets totally 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 please buy tickets totally you're going on holiday to Wales yeah is this a family holiday yeah I'm going away with Horatia's family is this when you is this already one year ago that you went on the biking holiday yeah oh my we god go. <laughs> the biking holiday, <laughs> holiday is not burst
0: into tears and i realized i had to ride a bike in front of this family jesus <laughs> christ but as i said before it turns out i'm an amazing natural
1: cyclist so you're I gonna have power to go on a bike, bike again. On these thighs yeah is there bikes
0: no, no no this is a walking holiday so if
1: you rented a house or something
0: yeah 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 in yeah. wales yeah. in remote Wales. Yeah.
1: that's so nice yeah, i know it's really really lovely well, and his whole I've, family
0: are just a delight. Aww. So I just feel like, honestly, just spoilt for choice. Naughty, That's naughty, so naughty. Nice. I have, I have met your your dad's parents. They're they're very cool too.
1: You got a fun family. You got you got a bunch of lovely people in your family. Usually, the family is nice if you've got a nice child. Totally. Like you you rarely meet a dick with nice parents. Yeah, but the thing is, sometimes like families can just not click. I remember
0: meeting my ex boyfriend's mum, and it just being like. Not that she wasn't nice, but that, you know, when you're just different, like mm. we just completely didn't. Oh
1: play. yeah. I, I spent a, spent a family holiday in Edinburgh with one boyfriend and his parents and I got a shudder meeting them. There's oh my God. Shudder. Oh my God. I didn't realize that you met his parents. Yeah, of course I did. I spent a fucking week in, 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 in the middle of nowhere in Scotland with their family. Oh and on God. that holiday, I realized, right. I literally met the parents, nothing against them, nice people, but they, they they viscerally hated me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you got some great photos. I remember when you still had Ooh, Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. you had that one photo of him holding you, but his head
0: was out of the picture because he was quite tall. And his arms are around you. And you are sort of looking into the camera like this. Yeah.
1: No, it was a good it was. And then was you got a little
0: and then you got a photo of you on some rocks by the beach and you
1: got lovely little calves. Well the thing is, I find if you like the person, if you don't like the person very much, you get better photos out of them. Really? Yes, yeah, so like with every boyfriend I've had which I who I wasn't that into, I'd be less ashamed about being like take a, take, take a beautiful photo of me oh right now. Oh my god, that But if you so like much. someone and you respect them and you want them to think you're cool, <laughs> you don't you don't want... really want to say right take a photo of me right now when I they will just yeah, not like yeah, you as much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I've only so just true. got to the stage with Alfie, being like, right, you have to take a photo of me now, take a photo of me now, and I, I, I it's only just got to the stage where I feel confident enough that he won't leave me for saying that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So yeah, with both of the, the in that phase of you know a few boyfriends, I did, I got quite a lot of good photos. Out Gorgeous. Of them. Your Facebook album was actually popping off. for some And then time. I remember I screenshotted them before I dumped them just to make sure because I knew they were going to delete the photos. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I've got them somewhere. I don't know where they are. I've got to get all those photos. Probably on a digital camera somewhere. Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, but you, you do. If you don't click with the family, it's really hard. Yeah, it's a done deal, isn't it? It's a real done deal. Yeah, but it's really ideal if the family can have a house out of London. Oh, yeah. what a treat! <laughs> I remember there's one boyfriend who had an amazing house. I think it was somewhere else. And I, when we broke up, I was really sad about never going to that house again. <laughs> really sad. Really, I would. I would. I. I'm always thinking about messaging to see if we can Airbnb it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good house. Such yeah. a good family too Really mm-hmm. miss that family Also
0: it's fun to like um, Go and like Sort of live vicariously Through uh, the things That your family doesn't do So like for example Horatia's family Are all really like Fun and like to like Drink and like Cook really nice meals And stuff like that Which you know Not that our family Don't like to do But we also don't do that <laughs> Ever Our, our version so, of that, like, our We version never of that drink or cook No so. but our version
1: of that Is having a family Zoom And watching our dad cook <laughs> Oh my god Yeah 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 While we have to watch And he doesn't look
0: At a single one of us In the eye No he's, he's just, just looking through kitchen.
1: He's no idea
0: what we're saying. That's the closest that we get to cooking together. To a family meal. Um yeah yeah yeah. Um like I, I genuinely went round to my mum's flat last night to try and cook for her. Because you know, she just this woman doesn't ever. She like, doesn't eat hot food. She doesn't <laughs> eat hot food. But like, I tried to cook um, some sweet potato fries for her. Um, but genuinely, her oven is so not used that there was like stuff in there that like just I couldn't <laughs> even access it. She uses the storage. She
1: uses the like, She's literally
0: Carrie Bradshaw.
1: I went in there yesterday, um, this morning, and I for the first time I noticed that under the tea towels is a stove. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was just desk space. No, no. that's what she
0: uses. Yeah, I know. So, anyways, it is quite fun when I do go to visit her. Family like, like drinking wine and being like, oh 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 I oh no I I like, baby do you like uh, red or white? Like what's your drink of choice? And I get to like pretend like I have a drink of choice. Oh oh tonight I'm really oh maybe white tonight. That was, <laughs> that's how I'm feeling. Like I know a single fucking thing.
1: That's so nice. It's... That's so nice. <laughs> i love it it's just just so much fun that's just like fun whereas drinking for me is only after i have achieved something massive yeah like i have to like prove i am i'm i'm entitled to this one glass of wine Mm -hmm. and i wish i didn't live like that i wish i could just have a nice time and feel like quite good but i i feel like i constantly got to punish myself for something Mm -hmm.
0: 6 p.m (laughs) PM cocktail hour right oh Oh my god you're gonna come back like like a floozy. Oh god, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. You're Don't like be drunk now. on a bike, BB.
1: You're not up to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I'm not confident on a bike anyway. I'm not confident on a bike. No. A bike. I saw a woman get one of those Boris bikes or, not, or, not, or Santander bikes, mm. and she looked so like not safe on this bike. Mm-hmm. People do that all the time. I remember I, have I spoken about it before when I yeah, rode the well, bike yeah. on stage and
0: I rode it into the side of the stage. Oh yeah, yeah. It was so embarrassing. I did this play when I was 15 and I had to ride a bike <laughs> on stage, do a lap around the stage around a chair and stop and then like get off the bike and like do a couple of repairs to it while I was doing a scene because I was playing a younger version of a, an adult character on the stage and I was like a memory that's come back. Helen to life. Maren. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Sorry, didn't mean to name drop, but there you go. She gave um, her a pink bag. Yeah, yeah. Life has really gone downhill since that mind <laughs> anyway me and hell um we were we were on the stage and then i sort of i i then get back on my bike and i chase someone off the stage that's how i i left the scene and once when my uncle her, uncle and auntie charles and Amanda had come to see it um i rode the bike straight into the wing like the flank of the stage everyone in the audience of this big West End theater saw and it was the most <laughs> mortifying moment of my life i genuinely think i like yeah, that, that changed my life forever, So,
1: Talking of plays, I went to see um, a horror play. Mm-hmm, with Lily Allen. Lily Allen's debut. So we all know that I have a bit of an obsession with Billy Piper and Lily Allen. Like the Britpop icons mm-hmm. of MTV when yeah. it was still a thing in the UK. And I wish it wasn't because of Lily Allen's weight that I'm now obsessed with her, but it is, I'm sorry. I just like, I just, when when someone loses a lot of weight and they marry a superstar. You're kind of interested, like what's you, happened there? What's happened? Yeah. Is it because you lost the weight? Or is it because you're sober?
0: No, no, no. Or is she it because lost the weight after they got married. They lost they the weight after they got married. Like,
1: and she says it's because she's sober, but I think, She was I'm skinny sorry, anyway, though. She was skinny anyway, but um, she's probably now addicted to being thin. Mm-hmm. Because you don't just stop drinking and suddenly get thin. To be that thin, Maintenance. It's a, it's a, you have to eat very, very little every mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was just intrigued. So I was like thinking, how thin is she going to look from row Q? And <laughs> she looked fucking thin. She looked fucking thin. She was quite good. She was great. She got she got amazing reviews, mm-hmm. really? and it was quite interesting to be there on press night and to see and to get the vibe in the room from the press, and then to see what they actually said. what they actually said and how what I actually thought. Um, did it Did it
0: measure up, or was it slightly different?
1: Well, that's the thing. It's all hype. I think it's all hype. She was definitely good. Like she's the daughter of an actress. Her mm. whole family is is in the industry. She if it if she was shit, that would be quite worrying. Yeah. Like she knows she performs for a living. Yeah surely she's good um the one thing i just don't understand about theater is why they insist in these western theaters of having no mics just give them a fucking mic yeah because they're shouting they're it's shouting
0: because, it's because i think that or at least from my experience with 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 helen yeah, yeah. um, um <laughs> hell 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 you know do you still have a pink bag I do still have the pink bag. Yeah. Mummy um, would not get rid of that. If she, she's <laughs> great. if she hasn't got rid of our spelling test from year four, do you really think that she's <laughs> going to get rid of the the gift that Ellen Mirren gave me? Anyway, um, she uh, said that like it's about the principle of theatre. Like Acting is categorically different when you're doing it in a stage play than it is when you're doing it in a film. And unless, the, unless you rehearse with the idea in mind that there are going to be hundreds of people there that you have to project to, you're not going to be... You're going to be acting for a camera that's not there. Like, I think the reason why they don't give you mics is because they don't want you to get lazy and to think that your performance can be small. It has to be big. Like, yes, you're, you're there to perform live. Yes, but why put on a
1: play, which is a small play. It's about a house and people at a dinner party who are not going to be shouting at each other. Why make... And it's also, this play in particular, it's a ghost story. It's a very small story about uh, a ghost appearing at 2.22 every morning. And... It's it, it's it was almost made to be like TV because it's short scenes. It has a screen to punctuate each scene. It's like you're watching a really good TV show the first three or four episodes. So I just find it like, if you're gonna do a, a show which isn't like theater, theater, just give them a fucking
0: mic. I mean, that is true. I get your point, but at the same time, you have to remember the fact that it is theater. And Horatio actually taught me this. And I think that this is really useful information for me writing, whatever if you are writing something in a certain medium, there has to be a reason why it suits that medium, you know? Like if your medium is the message, right? So
1: if you're writing a film, why can this story only be told via the medium of film? What makes it visually interesting? That's what they say in the treatment 101 thing from development companies like, what makes this a sitcom? Exactly, and I, in fact, I had an interesting experience recently, this girl I know who I'm um, friends
0: with, but I haven't seen her in a long time. She asked if she could send me uh, this short film that she's writing. She's not written anything before I don't think, but anyway, she sent it to me. And I think that she wrote it really, really well, but all of it was in the stage directions, not in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I remembered mm-hmm. so clearly you telling me and what Horatius told me, it was just so visible on the page if it's all in the stage directions and not in the dialogue, when you actually end up filming the thing, you're not going to get the story because it's all in the stage directions. So that's, Rookie what I, mistake. that's what I told her. She hasn't responded to my message, so <laughs> I think she's slightly offended. But anyway, um, I think that, yeah, if if they've chosen to do it in theatre, not giving them mics is honouring the fact that this story has to be told in the medium yeah. of live performance.
1: And therefore, the reviews saying Lily Allen is spellbinding, even though she was shouting, it's fine because, yeah, she was... She was honoring the theater art form, yeah. and yeah, that wasn't shouting because it was theater.
0: And maybe they don't give you a mic because you can tell when a voice has been amplified, right? Like, mm. part of the thrill of being in theater is when you hear someone's voice ringing out, it's their actual voice, they're there in person. Whereas with a TV, or even when you're watching somebody it's speak a with a microphone, it's a simulation of a voice, right? Like, whereas you want to feel the person's actual yeah. voice. No,
1: I, I was really impressed, and I I... I really wish I didn't like Land as much as I do because I think she has, after knowing some things about her, you know, I don't know. I just, I think that she's made some really bad errors of judgment mm-hmm. in the past and um, she's got away with it. Yes. She's really managed to get away with like a, She's still working. She's still hugely successful. Um, She's clung on to relevance and in a a way very impressive. No, and she's now glistly happy. She's, you know, married. Married fucking David Harbour. I mean, that's not fair. I know. He was for all of us. I know. And she took him. I know. So now I just think, okay. He was public property. Just succumb (laughs) to the fact that you are a Lily Allen fan. Yeah. You know, I'm an Adele fan. I'm yeah. a Lily Allen fan. It's quite difficult. I'm a Billy Piper fan. It's, it's
0: difficult to accept sometimes that you like things that are basic, <laughs> but you just have to. I am a basic bitch. Oh, totally. totally.
1: And I like these people and I want to do that. And I'm trying to be less kind of uptight about they're saying that I like... The they're, all, they're all big at the same time. They're all big at the same time. they represent. True.
0: they represent like a kind of a period of time in pop culture and in noughties UK kind of culture that is... It echoes something really simple and pure, which is like that like slightly messy hair, dark Sh- 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 eyeliner. Sherloid X Factor, Lloyd that, X Factor 2010, X- do you know what, what I mean? Like when things were simple and when life was simple, do you know what I mean? And liking them, it, 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 like, it's fine because it's yeah. like, you're allowed to honor your youth, you know? Yeah. I also just quite like that Lily Allen's brought out a range of vibrators
1: you know I mean you know honour to the girl yeah honour to the she's girl she's making money where she can make money I really don't like it when people Instagram about vibrators no like I don't like it either. Yeah. Like, I'm just not into especially it especially when they look like toy like they look like little animals I don't <laughs> like it when they look like little um, sea creatures have you noticed mm, that yeah. they're like, they like coral <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: I don't like it when they look like fucking coral reef uh, yeah because they're they're now engineering vibrators to simulate oral sex have you noticed that
1: no yeah really I
0: mean oh my god once honey um, <laughs> she won't mind me saying this once she uh, really really highly recommended this one vibrator that uh, simulates oral sex and um, she really really fancied this boy at the time and accidentally when she intended to send the vibrator page to me sent it to the boy <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny um uh. But yeah, I just don't like the the way it kind of almost looks like um like a sucker fish. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah. Creeps yeah. that creeps me out. That creeps me out. The ones you just plug into the, mic, the Oh, <laughs> the one that's like a back massager. Like that just, the Samantha one from Sex and the City, it's a very famous vibrator.
1: Uh, talking of coral though. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> talking of coral. You know I love coral. Coral was the most interesting room of in the aquarium I found. Really? Yeah. It was the highlight of my summer. (laughs) That and the jellyfish room. Yeah, and the stingrays, they looked really cool. The stingrays were good, but they put a special light behind the coral Mm -hmm. and the, the jellyfish. So they looked neon.
0: Did you um? Because obviously you went to the aquarium, like the very touristy one on mm. like water. There is only
1: one, surely. Um, do you think it was worth it? Do you think that people coming to the UK like is that a good spend of what is it like fifty quid or something? It's more than fifty quid. It's like a good seventy quid, not including things you'll have to buy on the way out because you know she's gonna make you buy a seahorse. Um, so was it worth it? W- would you say that that that's a good was... London a London tourist destination? Well, it was. It was, it was probably worth it, yes. When I first got in there, I was quite worried because I thought it was gonna be really small, so I took extra time with each thing thinking, oh my God, I've got to draw this out now because it's a 60 quid down the drain. Um, but actually it turned out to be huge and have loads of levels. The penguins, though, looked so sad. Really? They looked so... Isn't it underground? When it's underground. Ha- they How were in a they... special ice pod. And then they have these these like domes where you can go in and put your head in so you can be with the penguins. Oh, and they don't must... wash those domes. So I was like, Margot, you're not going in there um and so you can be be right by the penguin that must be so horrible that was the only thing where i was like i feel really weird for being here and the penguins their their fur is it fur they they were very dry they they looked like they needed a good moisturizer they needed some dipper base (laughs) (laughs) um so i've i found that quite depressing but X the rest jokes. of it yeah if you don't get it you don't get it
0: you're not part of the community yeah <laughs> i'm
1: actually wearing Dipra base today miss diprobase base. yeah oh, diprobase a bit too oily for bit me too i greasy. always find yeah, yeah. the only one, uh, i like one that really sinks in Centra Ben. oh such friends Centra great Centraben.
0: <laughs> yeah like, hurry Shelby. he's been using Centra Ben for a year your skin is a hundred times better than yeah. it was when Boys i first met are stupid. you
1: every boy should use centipan if you don't if you don't have a boyfriend if you want a boy if you have a boyfriend Make <laughs> Making me Centraben. Centraben.
0: Centraben. It's just the best thing that you can get. Boots. There you go. If anyone wants to advertise, I mean,
1: sponsor our podcast. Could it be cetra-ben? Centraben? Could Honestly, it be centra-ben? It's Centraben, not Centraben. Centraben. It's Centraben. Whatever. It's not. Centra. Is it Ben. It's Centraben. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I think that that is time. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, Fucking hell that's a long time thank
0: you everyone so much for listening and um hey you know you're with us we're on this journey together let's stay strong come to our live podcast come to our podcast you can buy the tickets now on 21soho.com yep. and subscribe to our patreon for extra fun bonus content patreon.com forward slash k we love you bye Crazy